You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. I'm sure you're probably listening straight away because we were just talking about Exodus Part One, the series finale of Lost Season One, uh, and now we enter Part Two, uh, moving along on these three-part epic. Uh, one of only two times that Lost did a three-parter, and very rare in uh, network American television, but. It's epic. Uh, we're into the middle section now. This is the Empire Strikes Back of the Lost finale or the Attack of the Clones. Uh, maybe not not that bad. Um, last Jedi. <laughs> the Last Jedi, the Two Towers, uh, the Temple of Doom, all your favourite second parts. This is it. Uh, we're moving back through it. Uh, as we said, uh Director, uh, written by Lindelof and Cuse, directed by Jack Bender. Uh, this aired a week after part one, and it was aired in America, uh, part two and three together in a deluxe 80-minute, two-hour uh, kind of finale. In Australia, I believe they split it up into three parts, which, you know, Channel 7 milking it for all it's worth, I guess. Um but I will say, as you probably know, if you've made it to episode 24 of our recaps, my name is Noah, and whoever named this show The Oz Network, genius. And my name is Ben, and dude, you got some arts on you. <laughs> um, yeah, classic line. Uh, so this is, <laughs> this is part two. Um, I have to say, the weakest of the three parts, but I've never viewed this as the weakest of the three parts, just because... I always view this as one episode. This is the first time I've ever really looked at these as different episodes because we're kind of watching them separately, taking notes, recapping it. Um, so while it may be the weakest, it's still great, but it's just it's that middle section. So it's extending on the first half, setting up the third half, uh, the third bit. Um, and, you know, there's some good stuff here, but it's, it's really just... It doesn't feel like a proper episode. It really does feel like a middle section of a three-parter. Um but, you know, there's some memorable stuff here, some good stuff with arts. Um, so I think we're moving along, and this is just an epic series finale, is it not? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's interesting because I think kind of when when you watch this, you know, when you binge watch it and you get to it, like as we said with the last one, it's that that last part, the first part felt like a finale. But if you're binge watching this on Netflix, DVD, downloading, whatever you're doing, you're going to watch these back to back. So, like, I can see what you're saying in terms of you see this as one episode. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even for a middle part, I mean, you're going to rank this ahead of a lot of just standard lost episodes because, you know, this is easily the weakest of the three. Um, but it's still good. It's still, you know, incredibly, you know, exciting. There's, like, you know, one moment in it you just do not see coming. Um, and just, yeah, there's still a lot of great stuff, which really obviously connects. But I can also see why they made part two and part three sort of one episode, if you know what I mean. Because kind of the way this ends uh, leading into the next one's a bit of a yeah. downer. But, um, you know, it's still, uh, it's still a good episode. Yeah, I think it was a good decision to um, kind of end on the raft as that ends for the week and pick up this week and have this double episode now rather than like two at the first half or something. Um, originally, ABC wanted a 90-minute uh, finale, so they were, part one would be last week and then part two a 90-minute, but they overrode it, overwrit, um, and they just got two hours because if you're the biggest show on television, apparently you can just do that. Um, not not the last time that Lost will just overwrite something and then get another episode. So um, <laughs> good for them. Uh, it means us fans get a lot. Um, I mean, there is some stuff here that could maybe be dropped a bit. We'll get to the raft stuff. Um, you know, you know what? I've just actually worked it out. It's just clicked here. You know why this is the weakest of the three, Noah? Because Why? Boone's not in this one. Boone's not in it. Yeah, so, I mean, right. that's clear as day. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> Out of all like, the three parts, this is the only one when he's not. there's no Boone in this episode. So, there you go. That's why this episode is the weakest out of the three. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, they can't even say his name. It. Can I just point that out? They've got a big bone to pick with some characters in this episode, and they can't even say his name anymore. <laughs> I mean, I can't either. It's just too <laughs> devastating. Um, I was actually thinking about watching... When I was watching part three, I was thinking, oh, we're going to go through like five seasons without Boone. This is don't, sad. Don't, um, Noah, don't. But anyway. I'm going to start, I'm going to go, I'm going to start my Vampire Diaries rewatch if you don't mind. 
Uh, speaking of being sad, we start with Aaron crying um, and angry, aggro, stressed out, Claire freaking out. Um, She's terrible. Can we just point out how... But you, you pick on Evangeline Lily. Can we just pick on Emily DeRavin in these last two episodes? She, she did not have a good week <laughs> this week. No, this was not her shining moment. Um, I mean, she was okay in her episode, but I was thinking the same thing. This was not Emily DeRavin's shining hour. Nobody told me it would time. be this hard. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, she goes through what I'm sure all new mothers do. She's freaking out a bit. So that that leads to Charlie wanting a gun. <laughs> With to big leap Claire. There. <laughs> Shut up! Oh. Nobody told me it was this bloody hard, mate. She's a bloody git. I can't fucking stand her. <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean, Saeed's right. Like, last time you had a gun. He's like, yes, I shot a killer. like... <laughs> I still think he should be more cut up about this, but, you know, we're over yeah. nitpicking that. Um, uh, so we have, back at the the A-Team mission, we have Russo. She's just, I love Russo, because this happens a lot throughout the four seasons she's in. She just, she does a little bit, but then she just takes off. Like, she'll take them a little bit, but then she's, she's gone. French like, and, you know, she's French. It's like, well, yeah, we could only pay Mira Fallon for one episode. So she's here, but then she's gone. Um, so we'll we'll see a bit of that in season three. Um, so they're going to go into the Black Rock and uh, get the dynamite, which is in the brig. Um, Arts doesn't want to go and explore ghost ships. Um, <laughs> him. So he's staying outside. And Hurley's like, I might keep Arts company, which is great. Um, I mean, Arts was good in the last two episodes, but this is definitely Shining Hour. Um, oh, my favourite Arts moment of all time is not, you know, the obvious one. Like, the, you'll get to it when he's sitting outside with Hurley. That's just yeah, lost, great. just uh-huh. taking the piss out of themselves. Um, but they're exploring the Black Rock and we see that they're slaves. Um, so it's slave ship. Locke, who's, who knew it was Nigerian currency, also <laughs> seems to... Yes, Mozambique. Absolutely. Um, uh, these skeletons definitely look like Mozambique people. Uh, straight away, I saw them. He knew it straight away. He definitely knows a lot about Africa. Uh, <laughs> like Locke's a know-it-all when it comes to anything African. Um, maybe that's why he liked Mr. Echo uh, when he shows up. But, oh, I can't wait to miss Echo. Uh, um... So, yeah, uh, he's actually wrong. It didn't come from Mozambique. So, uh-uh. like, these characters think they're so know-it-all, like Jack. Like, this clothes, these clothes take 40 or 50 years to be like this. Like, turns out it's been, like, 2,000 years. Uh, yes, Mozambique. No, wrong. Where did it come um, from? Do you, do you have that information? or? Uh, well, I think it originally came from England. Uh, but then it stops in the Canary Islands because that's where it picks up our good uh, friend Ricardo Alpert. Um, right. The man who never ages, which I'm excited for him. I love Richard. But so yeah, I. Jeff Probes. Um, yeah, I mean, Jeff Probes is definitely Richard Alpert because oh, he also sure. doesn't age. So they are, they <laughs> have the, I can, yeah, they are the same person. I, I swear. Like, that is Jeff <laughs> Probes when we get to Richard. Uh, but we have outside, as you just mentioned, Arts and Hurley having a little oh. chat. Arts being completely meta. And, I mean, I'll get to it part three, why I love Lost, but this is also why I love Lost, because it's just... This was written by geeks, and this was written by fans. Like, this is great stuff. Like, uh, this being super meta, talking about how he's a background character and and how uh, the best line, I, I guess it's the one you said, like... Why does Kate get the best pieces of wreckage for the <laughs> shelter? Like, that is just a great... Because it is so silly. Like, we all know, like, it's so silly to have all these background people who never do anything. But also, as fans, we don't want to see them either because we saw what happened with Nikki and Paolo and we'll get Ugh. to them. But um, So, it, it, I just love self-referential things, especially when it's funny. Um, and it's like, some so of us I have actually lost weight. Yeah, yeah. Some of us have actually lost weight on this island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, it's just, you know, the way he says, like, there's 40 of us, 40 other people out here too. You know, it's not all about you. Like, I'm not blind. I'm, I'm, so I'm a teacher. You know, I know what a click is. And I just thought, like, Hurley's like, oh, okay. It's just, but this is like, I remember messaging you last year when I rewatched this. It's just like, what show does this? Like, it's kind of just absolutely taking the piss out of itself. Because, like, you and I, all season, it's not just you and I, every single Lost fan probably to this point is going, 
you know, I love how it's all about these people, but there are 40 other survivors. Scott, Steve, Puerto Rican girl, Joanna, like, you know, all these other uh, people. And yet this is just the perfect point. It's so meta, as you said. It's just, they're completely like, there are other people here too, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, that is just such a standout line. Like, why does Kate get the best piece of wreckage? Because, <laughs> like, imagine reading that on a script. Like, that's a ridiculous line, but it just works so well. And Daniel Roebuck just amazing as arts like it's no surprise they got him back as much as they possibly could in later seasons because he's just so good um and yeah some of us actually lost weight i mean come on lots is a bit tubby yeah like, that's not it's not like jack or sawyer or someone saying this like arts has got a bit of a chunk around his belly um well he could have been fatter like when i know we see him on the sort of in the line in the next episode but i mean you know he was a bit bigger yeah. then wasn't he yeah so uh yeah arts is great uh and they come out with the dynamite more great arts so you oh what are you doing uh so dr dr arts who's a high school science teacher is going to take care of this dynamite um and what we get is one of the most iconic moments of lost i'd say well not the most iconic but one of the most memorable deaths and one of the funniest things lost ever did because you know, we talked about how meta and great that was, but the whole character of Arts, like, it's just one big joke, pretty much. So they introduced him last week, uh, two weeks ago, in, just for this one moment, pretty much. Like, he's just a massive walking, living, fleshed-out joke, and that's what I love about it so much is, yeah, they could have just had old Doug or Sullivan from the background just showing up, not having any lines, and then blowing up. But they had this whole guy that they've written backstory for and got Daniel Roebuck in to do all the stuff, um, who I, I bet we could probably get on the show. Right? Like, I think he, he's all on, like, the arts train, so maybe we can look into that. Um, his action figure, uh, you know, the... Yeah. the- crowdfunding to get that up and running again <laughs> <laughs> but he ha- he has the dynamite and i can remember this vividly from same, when i watched the finale same. uh 12 years ago 13 years ago like this still stands out as when i think of watching back on lost in these early days this i remember this was back when i actually had people with me who watched the show Total and right. they all they they still remember this moment. Like, my brothers remember this moment. They hate Lost, but they watched it in the early days. Um, so he's taking the dynamite. Uh, he's talking about the guy who invented dynamite. Um, and I didn't write down his line. What is his actual line when... So we only take... Uh, as when he gets blown much up. Much as we or... need. Because, yeah, because um, dynamite is completely on stake. Yeah, I, 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 I can get it. I, I know where it is. It's on Lostpedia, available now. They've got, they always have their final lines. Um, keep talking, I'll get it for you. But anyway, Arts goes kablooey. <laughs> <laughs> mid-sentence, Arts blows up. It's fantastic. All right, it's I so good. I, I don't know whose idea this was, but this was amazing. <laughs> His fat last uh, words are, all right, we're not going to take any more of this stuff than we need because nitroglycerin is extremely temperamental. So we, boom! Yeah. Uh, this, I don't know if we'll ever do like ranking the deaths or something or like the top 10 deaths or something, but this is just brilliant, is it not? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's, I think one we can all agree probably is going to be the number one death on this show and of course it's Boone. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, I'm with you. I, I remember this episode, and I, I just did not expect it to happen. Because uh, it's, it's just so well done the way it is. It's kind of like... The thing that I... Even re-watching it is because I always forget the exact moment it's going to happen. So, it, I know it's going to happen when I rewatch it. But I'm like, oh, God, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? <laughs> Whereas, like, when you're watching it for the very first time, you have no idea. Um, yeah, it's just out of nowhere. Bang. Oh, and just, like, even kind of, like... I mean, you know, if this was, like, Game of Thrones, his head would be, like, falling on Hurley and, like, a bit of limb here and a bit of guts there. But, like, um, you know, it's kind of even just the way you kind of hear stuff subtly falling down, oh. knowing that that's arts, like, guts going everywhere. Um, that noise, yeah. It's so good. I mean, I, I have to nitpick on a couple of things in the fact that why doesn't the whole box of dynamite blow up? He's not exactly that far away from the damn thing. Yeah. And, like... We, you kind of see him when he moves it. He moves it very quickly. So, like, that's when he's talking about being temperamental and blows up. But, like, when we get to these backpack scenes, there are a few moments where I'm like, ah, yeah, they should be blowing up. They're moving at the same speed as when Arts did it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to take away from just how good this scene is because, yeah, it's awesome. 
Yeah, and I think you touched on why it works so well because you just don't see it. Like, yeah, he's a red shirt, but maybe you think, I don't know, the monster is going to kill him or something like that. You um, know he's going to die. You just don't yeah, know how he's going to die. Yeah, and it just comes so unexpected. Like, it's like often something like this would be so obvious on a TV show. You're like, oh, yeah, he's about to blow up. Um, and you get a bit of a sense of, oh, no, this is not good when he's, like, wrapping it up. But just because it's mid sentence, um, but then what makes it so w- well work so well is on a rewatch. Then you know it's coming, and it still is powerful because then you're like, oh, <laughs> like you're watching it, knowing it's about to happen, and like you said, you might not remember exactly where, and then bang, yeah, bye bye, uh, Doctor Arts. So uh, he's going to be in a lot more episodes than what he actually started when he was alive. Uh, he's in nine all up. And he was only in three this season. So we're going to see Arts back a lot. But I guess we can quickly eulogize him. We don't need to go too much on Arts. Um, uh, but Arts died on day 44. So not long after Boone, really. Um, he was from New Jersey, ninth grade science teacher. Um, and they actually did, they brought him back for a few uh, webisode, mobisode things. Uh, and we actually learned that. Um, that the reason he was in Australia is that he had met a uh, woman on the internet and he used a picture of his friend uh, as his profile and they arranged to meet in Sydney. Um, But uh, uh, during dinner, the woman left him. Um, And so uh, depressed arts booked an early flight home and that (laughs) turned out to be 8.15. So uh, yeah, arts was in Sydney to meet a woman and, and we'll see that later on he actually discovered some new species on the island. We'll see the Medusa spider. So he was he was, when he says he was up to things, he was he was right. Um, he had three ex wives, as he tells early during this um, <laughs> during this. <laughs> what does he What does he say? He's like, oh, my third ex wife said this. What does oh. that even mean? <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember what he says. Um, uh, I've written it down here somewhere, but just the way he says it, and just the way Hurley's looking. <laughs> yeah, but I love Dr. Arts. you got to love him too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can tell they've, like, written him to, for you to, like, despise and be such a terrible character. Um, which, you know, I mean, even in the next episode, we sort of get, you know, Dick Arts in the line at the airport with the laptop. Um, but, yeah, I mean nothing really a whole lot to say uh that hasn't already been said i mean i like yeah i'm like with with you i like how they keep bringing him back um you know he's just one of these characters that just you do get to remember that way um even though he's sort of you know shoved in you last minute here but you know if if i'm yeah. a random actor in a tv show i want to be like this you know that sure i'm only going to be in it for a couple of episodes but i want to go out in a memorable way uh, <laughs> which you know, I mean, flip this around. If he was the one who died in, like, the plane getting squashed and Boone was the one who blew up like that. <laughs> but this is... Arts is just totally why I love Lost, because they go to the effort of fleshing out a character like this and bringing him back and making him super memorable. And, like, so few shows actually do stuff like this. Um, and they just kind of take the whole piss out of background survivor type things. Um, but just a few little bits of trivia... Um, yeah, I didn't mention that. He actually correctly guesses how the Black Rock makes it onto the island. So, Tsunami, props to Art. Yeah, Art, he's better than Locke, who said it was from Mozambique. Mozambique. Um, uh, Art has never been shown meeting Rose, but he lived in the same camp as her. <laughs> um, although he, they never met, Echo was aware of Art. <laughs> Charlie, when assisting Echo with collecting dynamite, warned him to be careful, telling him he didn't want to end up like Dr. Arts. Um, there are two humorous pseudo-warnings included with the Arts action figure. Here we go, the action figure's back. For ninth graders on and up. And warning, you may get some Arts on you. Um, arts is German for doctor, hence his name was Dr. Leslie Phys- Physician. Um, uh, yeah, that's... Pretty much it. What is there? Um... <laughs> so much on hearts. We've got so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So rest in peace, Doctor Leslie Arts. Great character. Um, so let's let's move back into it. Um, 
and bye bye ah it's blown up uh we cut to our first flashback this time we're looking at Jin, and we pick up from where sun poured the coffee on him last week um so he's off to clean himself up we have saeed kind of random small saeed moment being let go Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that stupid dick security guard is just like, oh, we're so sorry. I'm sure you are. <laughs> now, uh, Saeed and Claire both did have flashbacks. They just made the deleted scenes. Uh, I was going to so ask every about that. Did. Yeah, because yeah. I noticed Claire, I mean, to be honest with you, I probably didn't really notice that I didn't have one because obviously he sort of appears. He's in, but in uh, yeah, I was Claire was one. I was kind of thinking, like, why doesn't Claire get any form? Like, who is she, Boone and Shannon? Like, let's just not show her. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I get it for Saeed because they kind of show him in Shannon's and June's, and also his one is just him buying a tie because he's off to meet Nadia, so, like, boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish they showed Claire's because it's, Claire's is actually her meeting the pilot um, of 815, which is kind of a cool little scene because it just, this whole, the whole kind of theme of this episode is like, look at how far they've come. Like, we'll see the montage at the end of part three. So I kind of wish they included that one to get uh, Seth Norris, the pilot, back in to kind of make it come full circle with the pilot. But what do you ever see? Uh, do we ever see him again? Or is he off doing uh, heroes at this point? Yeah, I think he started Heroes a year after this. Um, no, this episode would have been him coming back, but I don't think we ever actually see him again. I think we hear his voice in the season six premiere, but we don't actually see and, him. And where was uh, TV's Kimberly Davies or Joseph, whatever her name was? We Kimberly Joseph. About, Joseph, we haven't talked about her in a while. Like, where is she? I know we get her uh, in the next she'll, season. She'll be back very shortly, um, joining <laughs> our good friend Anna Lucia. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but anyway, Jin's off to the bathroom to clean up. Uh, random Hawaiian shirt dude wants um, paper towel. Jin, no English. Uh, then this guy starts speaking Korean. I don't speak Korean, but I have a feeling this guy speaks really bad Korean. Yeah, I was thinking that too. He's terrible. Right <laughs> he went to the <laughs> Emily DeRaven acting school. Huh? <laughs> yeah, like, like, all right, here you go, uh, Jim. Like, here's your script. Uh, you've got to speak Korean. He's like, what? <laughs> really? Um, but anyway, he's working for Mr. Paik, and he, he's been following Jin and... Jin, he's saying that Jin has to go to California or he'll lose son. So, very sad. Um, and he's just called Hawaiian Shirt, according to Lock. Uh, oh, really? He doesn't Lockpedia. even have a name? Uh, Lockpedia. Lockpedia is a different one. Uh, yeah, he's just called <laughs> Hawaiian Shirt, played by John Wal- Walcutt. There's no theories. Oh. There's no trivia. Um, it's just essentially, it's just the script. We can always role play again. Um, and then that's it. That's, that's all that's here on Hawaiian shirt. It's kind of weird that there's no theories because you think of all the characters, there probably would be. Yeah. May had a theory a couple of episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, this guy's never seen again, but we just, you know, Mr. Pake's a very powerful man. He's got people all over. Um, so we're cutting back to the raft now. It's out at sea. Oh, it's a uh, great a- transition, isn't it? When he says, like, you'll never be free. And then it, like, cuts straight to smiling Jin on the boat. Jin you know, he's free. Boat, yeah. <laughs> um, and we see a great shot of the island from afar, which is cool. Um, got Sawyer singing a bit of Redemption song, a bit of Bob Marley. Uh, Man, who doesn't like Bob, Bob Marley? Marley? No? <laughs> I love that kind of showing. We get a lot of good uh, Michael... Sawyer and Michael Jin kind of friendships in these, these two episodes, which is great. Uh, uh, who doesn't like Bob Marley? I love Michael um, when he's not shooting <laughs> our, our, our beloved away, so. characters that we're not actually in love with yet because we haven't met. Well, we've met one for like a few seconds, but <laughs> um, when he, yeah, when he's not doing that, I love Michael. Um, I'd like to sit and listen to some Bob Marley with Michael, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. As long as Walt's not there. <laughs> yeah, Walt's annoying. Just to oh, this we'll get like to I love the I love the Raph stuff, but just like yeah, Walt when he's there and he's like talking to fucking Sawyer, and like I love Sawyer later on when he's like you know oh you've got the patience of a saint. I just have to <laughs> kick that kid in, kick him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have a transition of Sun looking out to sea, uh, and uh, boo, we got Shannon struggling with the luggage. Uh, Boone's not here to help her. Um, 
But who is here to help us? Saeed, yawn. Uh, but Maggie Grace, good act, good acting here when she kind of has her breakdown in front of Saeed. But it's just so cringy. Like, I will be the one to carry it for you or something. Which, Whatever. Which, this is epic first point of fuck you everyone on this island when he's like, these belong to your brother. Say his name! You were, like, you did... I didn't know Boone very well. You can't even say his name anymore, you dick! It's Boone, Saeed! It's Boone! Ah, uh, yeah, I just could not care less about Saeed and Shannon, but I think Maggie Grace does a good performance yeah. here. Um, and then back to the A-team, we have Hurley just staring into space. Uh, <laughs> that was messed which up. Which is... Jorge's great. Um... With Kate coming up, like, you okay? That was and messed touching, up. Touching, touching Hurley. This is adding to yeah, the, the love decagon. The shape. <laughs> <laughs> the dodecahedron is growing. Kate, um, Kate's, t- Kate's sick of these scrawny, good-looking guys. She's, in, <laughs> she's into sexy, bigger men. And as we see in part three, like, she gets two for one in, when she goes for Hurley. So, <laughs> oh, uh, literally. Um, but, yeah, that was messed up. He just exploded in front of us <laughs> like again this is so great they could have just cut away after he blew up and not really mention it but we got now early like uh arts just blew up yeah um and where oh no it's later when we get that classic line um but hurley says it's because of him he's bad luck um and then we have Locke and jack dealing oh, with the dynamite what the hell <laughs> <laughs> It's so tense, though, isn't it? This what? is what's so good about this episode. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here because, yeah, I know, it's what they're all locked. But just, this is like, we've just literally seen a guy blown up because we can see how, like, I think what's so effective about Art's dying is that we now know how, like, you know, Stakes. dangerous this unstable, yeah, this dynamite is. So this whole sequence, like, the first bit when he's about to grab it and the way Jack's just like, lock! And he's just like... <laughs> We should think about this. <laughs> like it's it's actually really tense. Sorry, yes, to take yeah, away from this me. This whole thing is tense and like I mean the whole episode, like we'll get to some tense moments in part three, but I can't believe they're even doing this after what happened. I, I would be like, Nope, no, we're finding a different way. Yep, no, this done, I'm out. Happen. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um but yeah, Locke, do you ever play Operation? <laughs> <laughs> that he's going I know he worked in a toy shop, but now he's going on and what the hell? <laughs> Oh, like, I love it. I love I it. I mean, it is so tense, and it always scares the shit out of me every time I'm watching it because it's just like, and you're like with Jack, like, oh my god. But I don't get it. Like, what the hell, Locke? You know, it'd be funny if he actually blew up at that point. This is where this is actually like, you know, we talk about like Dick Diva Jack. You know, like I'm not going anywhere unless you tell me where I'm going. This is where we need a Dick Diva Jack. Ever play Operation Jack? Locke, I'm a fucking surgeon. I play Operation in real life. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it at all. Like, oh, it's so funny. Are you a fan of games, Locke? Is this like Absolutely. mild flirting? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had any mild flirting in a while. So. You know, you'd believe me. If I was flirting, you would know, John. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it's such a tense scene. I do not get what they were going with for the scene. I, I think Locke's just a bit unstable, thing. as we will find out in multiple <laughs> moments in these finales. It's okay! Let me go! <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't Hurley who needed to be at the Santa Rosa <laughs> Hospital. Um, <laughs> Locke's a bit cuckoo. Too much, too much juju paste, I think. I just <laughs> love it. It's just, and his little smile <laughs> that he has. And like, even Jack, though, he has a bit of smile. This is definitely mildly, mild flirting between the two. Like, come on, this is where Jack's like, it's not funny, John. We've got lives on the line, John. Arts just died. Like, I love, you know, we'll get this, you know, is it this episode, next episode, when he's questioning about Boone. <laughs> but, like, you know, poor old Arts. No one gives a shit about him. They're just <laughs> laughing and joking about playing it. No, oh, John, you're so funny. Like, yeah, Arts like Boone. guts is everywhere. <laughs> Boone was a sacrifice the island demanded. Uh, what about Arts? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Like, completely ignoring. There's his like, nose. Did Arts talk There's to you about thumb. Destiny, John? <laughs> There's a bit of his um, knee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's great, but I just don't get it. I don't get what was going through their mind when they wrote that. But it's really tense, though. Um, back to the kind of characters that we don't really care about in this finale. Uh, Charlie has made up a, a baby carrier, a Bjorn, as he calls it. Which <laughs> it's Dutch for. Baby carrier. <laughs> yeah. 
which is actually Swedish for bear. I read that somewhere. Um, oh, maybe it was Europe. this book. Um, <laughs> it was either Lostpedia or this book. I read that it's Swedish for bear. And not <laughs> Charlie's talking out of his ass like most characters on this show. Um, actually, one of one of my favourite ABBA members, to be honest. Yeah, Bjorn. Uh, look, Claire, I've made you a Benny. Um, <laughs> he was one of them, wasn't he? I don't know. Uh, Agnetha and the other A one. Agnetha, <laughs> Benny, Bjorn, and Bjorn, Benny, Agnetha, and the other one. Amber, <laughs> Amber. <laughs> I didn't know you Jim. in Abba, Amber. <laughs> uh, but Russo's running into camp. Bonjour, bonjour. Um, she needs Saeed. Get me Saeed. Uh, so Charlie's off running for Saeed. Um, Claire's like, what's happening out there? Russo, creepy. Oh, God, she's so creepy. <laughs> Can I hold the baby? baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mira Fallon is so good at playing crazy and creepy because she's just scaring, staring at the baby and... Um, we get a little kind of flash. So maybe Claire does have a flashback this episode. Uh, we get a little flash sign that Claire scratched Russo. Um, Which is that right? Like, isn't doesn't isn't Russo helping her from memory? Like, isn't this kind of like a red herring that we're meant to believe that it was Russo who kidnapped Claire? But that's not really what happens, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's actually quite a good payoff in Claire's flashback episode. Season two is all about this. So this isn't abandoned. We will get to pick up with this. Um. Uh, but we cut into a flashback. Uh, Charlie's uh, <laughs> Charlie Bogan. fooled well, I guess. Bogan blonde woman. Bogan, so. Yeah, and she must be Australian too, right? Like she didn't sound New Zealand. Uh, like most- yeah, she sounded. But I mean, you know, you know, she remind. Uh, it's not the same actress because I know the actress. Um, I know her name, Sarah Winter. But remember that episode of Flight of the Concords when um, is it Jermaine has sex with the Australian Keitha? Like, yeah, Keitha. Yeah, just the way she spoke reminded me of her. And it's not her, it's not the same actress, but um, yeah. She, I, I'm trying to find it, I'm sure there's <laughs> some... A girl, here we go, she's probably got theories. Um, Lily, played by Teresa Livingston, um, oh, who, yeah, she's sorry. from Queensland, Australia. So there you go. Oh, I just think you have Murray now. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Brett! <laughs> sorry. Keith... <laughs> Keitha joins them for lunch and he goes, oh, can you give us a moment, Kevin? Huh? <laughs> oh, I love Murray. Why the anyway, that's coming after Lost? <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> favourite show. Um, not, that's something about Murray, Ben. It's, it's Lily's turn. <laughs> <laughs> can you give us a moment, Kevin? Huh? <laughs> this is my friend Nigel Solana. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie's pulled uh, with Bogan Lily, um, and she wants fix. Charlie's hoarding. I love Lily, though, because yeah. you told me you liked my band. Oh, yeah, well, Drive Through is the best damn band ever. Now, give me a fix. Shaft. Uh, it's Drive Shaft. shaft. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. So, uh, she tries to tackle Charlie Domestic down. Domestic violence here, Lily. Like, yeah. she's man-bashing. Lily. Um <laughs> And Charlie's out of there. So, random scene. I just reminding us that Charlie's a drug addict, I guess. Um, but back on the island, Charlie's catching up to Saeed. Then we hear his son screaming for help. And uh, poor old turnip head has been taken by Rousseau, which oh. <laughs> domestic violence. Charlie is <laughs> just... Punch a side. Yeah. Like, <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, what the hell? That's his. You know what it is? He's just got such slow reactions. Remember when Nas Sawyer punched him? That's his reaction. He's like, boom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just love it. He's randomly, it's your fault. It's your bloody fault. You give me a gun punch. <laughs> <laughs> so random. Like, oh, no. Aaron's been taken. Punch. <laughs> and then. Boss Saeed, throat grab. Like, but this it's is kind of like Darth Vader, like, this lifting is, him off the ground. This is terrible acting, Emily DeRaven. Did she take my baby? She took my baby! My baby. Oh, my shut baby. up. Get her back, so, Charlie! Yeah, fight Aaron! Is that mm. that moment where we find out the baby's it's name? There, oh, um, somewhere there. <laughs> which, for some reason, they all seem to call her Aaron. Uh, I've never got this why they call her Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, but even. Emily DeRaven freaking does it sometimes. Um, probably, they're probably told her. They're probably like, oh, yeah, Emily, can you just speak with a slight American accent, please? Um, what's that? Um, I'm the only Australian who says Aaron. 
There's um, it's like Dan- it's like how you know, double oh seven available now. Like how Colin and Americans and Canadians will say Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig. Uh, oh. it's, it's Daniel Craig. Craig. It's uh, Craig. It's not Craig. Craig. Speak English. It's an A-R, not an E. <laughs> so yes, Aaron um, has been kidnapped. <laughs> um, so from my baby, my baby, my squirrel baby. <laughs> She's just so bad. I'm sorry. Like she's okay in some bits of this show, but this finale, like, yeah, she's terrible. Yeah, she really is. She's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) We're Uh, we're allowed to bag her out. We're Australian. She's Australian. It's all good. Like, just give her lines about peanut butter or something. She can (laughs) she can handle more in her range. Only Australian. He doesn't. He likes peanut butter. But anyway, back to the A-team. We have them. They're deciding to split up the dynamite. Uh, it's going to be Jack and Locke. Oh, but who wants to take it back? Who wants to get Boone! in on it? Oh, wait. Yeah. Sorry, Kate. Boone's got one. So Kate, <laughs> Boone, Kate Boone's ghost one. pops up. I'll take one. Boone ghost. Oh, go away. <laughs> yeah, so Kate, like always, has to be involved for seemingly no reason. She says, I have to do this. But why? I mean, like, it, why? What's the point of that? I'm on early. I'm with Hurley during all of this. Yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm the war. So I'm halfway back to the beach by now. <laughs> like, if Jack and Locke are volunteering, go for it. Um, Why is Hurley on this mission? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah only I guess for the numbers up, at the up, end up of the next arrow. episode, isn't it? Yeah, but it's kind of just random. Um, but they're going to draw straws. Uh <laughs> I love it when Jack doesn't get his way because his straw doesn't get... He pulls the long straw, so it's Locke and Kate. Uh, and then we have the great moment, Hurley just staring at Jack. Such a memorable quote. What? Uh, <laughs> you've got some aunts on you. <laughs> it's so good. And we oh, just see that tiny bit of, like, flesh. <laughs> they should have yeah. put, like, a nose or, like, a finger. <laughs> yeah. He, Daniel Roebuck's face or something. <laughs> An ear. An ear would be good. He's um, <laughs> it's a little one. Had to go there. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a tiny bit. So let's be real. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like Joe. Then we have Tom. Uh, no, it's Tom, not Joe. Who was Tom? Who's Tom. God, he's so boring. We forget his name. <laughs> uh, Joe. Who's back, Joe? Back with the raft. I don't know if there is a Joe on Lost. There might be. I don't know. Um, Somewhere. Oh. Yeah, there was Kelvin Joe Inman. Um, oh, of course. The esteemed Kelvin Joe Inman. Uh, but we head back to the raft and they're looking on the radar. Uh, Sawyer's reading through all the messages. Uh, <laughs> we get a nice little moment where uh, <laughs> Tracy Tracy has got a uh, missing her husband, but she's been sleeping up next to Scott. Um, <laughs> that's Steve. Uh, Scott's dead. So Tracy, I don't know which one's Tracy, the but Puerto she's Rican. getting in. Uh, yeah, she's been getting in on some Scott Steve action there, um, and this is where we have Walt being annoying. Like, I, I, it's the man I'm going to kill. Why are you going to kill him? Like, shut up! But you when a Hugo line too. Who the hell's Hugo? <laughs> Leaving 160 million dollars oh, yeah. to his mum. This is there's these moments where when I'm writing the notes, normally I write somewhat in depth notes. Anytime Walt's kind of on it, I just write Walt being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to write. Um, but we have Syed and Charlie running after Russo, uh, grabbing the guns. <laughs> then we talk about bad Emily Tarabba. I was face palming during the... I'm coming with you! <laughs> it's my baby and I'll do what I want! Shut it's up, so Emily Tarabba. <laughs> it is so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> this may be the worst acted scene Lost ever has. <laughs> get get so it back, bad. Charlie! Get Aaron like, back! We see all these bad flashback kind of guest Australian characters. They're all normally pretty terrible. This, I think, takes the cake. Oh. Yeah, and this is where we find out. Get Aaron back. Um, oh, reveal. His name is Aaron. They should have called him Boone. I know. They really... Like, that was he where I always up. thought they were going with that, that they were going to call him Boone. Yeah, poor Boone. Um, and let's be honest though, Charlie's promises, do they hold much weight? I'll get him back, I promise. Like, is he, is he like one for two at this point? Like, well, technically, yeah. you know, peanut butter, well, he will get that promise eventually, but he's like, is he even actually su- succeeded in any promise he's given her? 
<laughs> I'll keep the baby safe. Being kidnapped. I'll protect you. Uh, no, she got kidnapped. You nearly died. I'll get your peanut butter. Haven't gotten your peanut butter. So she's zero, zero and three at the moment, Charlie, here with your promises. Yeah, but he made it beyond. So. Oh, true. Well, that makes up for everything. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm coming with you. But oh. no, she's not. Um, Shut up. <laughs> Imagine if she did, like, come on, run faster. <laughs> my baby. <laughs> we have to find my baby. Even, like, later uh, on when she's, like, is it this one when she's with his son? It's like, he made a promise. And it's like, there's no such thing as fate. There's fate. <laughs> oh. um, I love that Claire is, like, the one Australian on this show. And, like, she's even, like, way super, like, weird Australian that we even know doing accents for her. Because she's just, like... <laughs> Emily DeRaven. Emily DeRaven. Um, <laughs> um, but next we've got Michael's flashback. He's at the airport. Walt's being annoying. Needs uh, on his Game Boy. So Michael's off to the payphone. Remember oh. them, kids? Um, talking to his mum on the phone, who we will actually get to see his mum in season four. So Mrs. Michael. Everyone's looking out for that. Um, doesn't seem like she's going to want to take Walt, but Michael lives in a studio apartment, has to get up at 5 a.m. Geez, construction work, early starts in New York. Um, and uh, <laughs> this wasn't part of the plan. Uh, and then Orkies, Walt's right behind him. I need new batteries. Shut, Shut up. Shut up. The, the um, random lock appearance, too. I like that little lock moment. Getting oh, yeah, a little lock being wheeled past. That's kind of cool. Old gummy uh, Joe and wheels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he needed one of those uh, cars that Hurley steals. In, oh, uh, I love that. <laughs> he needs one of them. That's, um, our, that's our screenshot for that episode card, Hurley in his little car. <laughs> uh, cutting back to the boat, we have Walt doing a bit of driving with Michael. Um, this is where it's kind of just some of the weaker moments of the three-part finale. This is kind of just... This is TV. This is what you were talking a couple of episodes ago. This is just typical TV. Let's throw in a bit of tension for tension's sake. Yeah, it's like we need to do something with the raft. All right. Like, couldn't they have put Claire's flashback in instead of this scene? But the rudder breaks. (laughs) I thought you were say put Claire in there. They run over Claire. My baby! (laughs) (laughs) Rudder breaks. Sawyer swims out to get her. They get her. It's it's just trying to trying to make drama out of nothing. They really could cut this out. But I guess when they had three episodes they had to do a little bit but like this finale is near flawless but i guess this is the one scene where it's just kind of random is this just let's is this just the moment where it's like michael discovers he's got a gun so it's like ooh, there's tension because he didn't know sawyer had a gun that to me is all this is i think this moment is uh we haven't had josh holloway shirtless since episode one (laughs) part one so we need to get him with his shirt off, um, and and like what, like who's the actor who plays what? Like, I mean, we we rip shit into what? What's no, annoying as fuck? I mean, he's he's actually he's a decent actor. We should probably give him a, like I don't like kid actors in shows. I think I've gone over because they annoy the shit out of me when they're bad. And like his character is annoying, but as an actor, he's actually not that bad. But like there's this, there's a moment here when um. I think they like stop the boat and like uh, uh, Sawyer jumps in the water, and just for some reason, Walsh just like Dad, like. Why are you, like, screaming at your dad? You know he's getting in the water to get the... What do you expect him to do? Like, this is where Sawyer's right. Like, slap him around a little bit. Show some discipline. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not a dad, that. people. This is why Noah doesn't <laughs> want me around his daughter. Yeah. Uh, you you will not have a child with my daughter. Um, wow, you'd be a but... grandfather. How would that be? My daughter <laughs> is your grandchild. <laughs> not going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, Malcolm David Kelly is quite good in the... Part three, uh, like he's okay. Um, not when. Uh, what does he say in his episode? Uh, uh, what does he say? Like, you're not my dad, or you're a uh, jerk. Yeah, that's, that's not good. But <laughs> but when you when you're comparing it up against Emily Giraffe's scene a, a week uh, a scene ago, then Malcolm David Kelly should be an Emmy winner when you're comparing those scenes. He um, needs to stick to his MKTO band, I think. Um. <laughs> Actually, but, just, yeah, just on that, just sorry to interrupt you here, just really quickly. I'm just on Malcolm David Kelly's page on Lostpedia. Apparently, in the debut film clip for MKTO's Thank You, there's actually lots of Lost references in that film clip. There you go. Oh, I have to check that out. Mm, I just read that. Anyway, um, sorry. 
But uh, we have the A-team leaving Black Rock. Then we have the group of people we don't care about arriving at the caves. Um, <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> like, I, I'm looking at this and it's like, this is really not the dream team when we have Sun, Shannon and Claire in a scene together. They're like, this is like really spreading the cast thin out when we've got like uh, Locke, Kate, Jack off and Sawyer and Jin and Michael on the raft and Saheed and Charlie are after Russo and we're left with Sun, Shannon Who's and the leader there? Like, Duh. who is Steve the leader there? Like, I mean, like, all the people are off in their little <laughs> respective corners and here you've got Sun, Claire and Shannon. Like, who would have been the leader? Oh, but he's dead and we're about to get another scene of can't even say his name when Sun's all like, he died bravely, your brother. His name is Boone! Say his name! <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's either Doug or Steve or <laughs> Sullivan wanted to be the leader, but I don't think they let Sullivan be the leader. Um, <laughs> Tracy, Tracy yeah. and Steve, that duo, Tracy and Steve, Tracy and Steve they yep. they were the leaders. But right, there is a plot line in season three when Jack and that are off with the others. They're telling Sawyer. Uh, we don't have a leader. You're going to have to be our leader now. Uh, this is kind of like this moment. Like, with Saeed gone, who the frick is the leader here? Like, son? Um, Claire. <laughs> Come I'm on, the leader we need now. to go to the cave. <laughs> Get him back, this, everybody. This cave's where they first took my baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, we have this really not the classic trio here, but Sun and Shannon are talking about Boone. You're right, they don't say his name. Um, we see the big but, Boone died. <laughs> too but, soon. But, yeah, I mean, no wonder they don't want to go to the caves. But we have Sun. She's kind of asking Shannon if they're being punished for the things they did before. So just another scene that kind of led led to the theories of this is purgatory. Um which, at this point, it's easy to see why people thought that, because there are lots of scenes where they're talking about, are we being punished for what we did before, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, you mentioned it before, Claire. No one is punishing us. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as fate. I was just face farming so bad. Shut up, Claire. <laughs> um, like, son, Yun Jin Kim is quite good, I think, in this yeah. scene. But <laughs> then we have family to Rabbit sitting off to the side. <laughs> trying to act like sad and worried but it's just uh i keep calling her molly grace uh, it's maggie grace but who's molly grace i can think i can think molly shannon who's a different yeah, actress you've called her molly shannon multiple times maggie grace maggie molly, grace molly Sh- <laughs> shannon and in boom we have Syed and charlie along the uh, Along the flat rocks. Uh, oh, that looks awesome. Again, when you have a finale, you need two things. You need flat rocks and you need... Dun, 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 oh, dun, that music. Dun, dun, Love dun, it. Dun, dun, dun. I call it the finale music because it's always used in the finales. Um, what is that actually it, called? Do you know? I think it's called Exploring and Gathering or something. They did use it in the pilot, if you remember, when they were hiking up to the mm. uh, where the polar bear was. But yeah, it's, it's easily one of my favourite uh, songs from the Lost soundtrack. I think, it, yeah, it's Exploring and Gathering, maybe. Um, but I'll double-check that. Uh, so they're off, and they arrive at Boone's plane. Um, <laughs> at least Charlie knows his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, is this where Boone was crushed? Yes. Um, and then we have a line that will be forever used in the previously on Lost throughout season two. The plane was loaded with heroin. Um, like, you're, you've got the previously on Lost, I believe, so you're, you'll hear that yeah. line a lot. Um, um, I've found the name of that song, by the way, to interrupt you too. It's actually called Hollywood and Vines. No, that's not. This one, it says here, Hollywood and Vines is an orchestral piece on the season one soundtrack. It plays during the jungle treks throughout the series and is heard at least once in each season, including every finale but one. Mm, I don't know. This might be a case where it's like, you know how there's like remixes of life and death and stuff like that. This is, I mean, I'm just, I'm just reading here because you know how on Lostpedia they have the little uh, musical clip, uh, the little musical notes that they have it. So it's got here, um, a little daylight left. Charlie and Saeed go towards a black smoke and they've got a little musical note. On the journey, they encounter the drug smuggler's plane. So that's where I've, it's taken me to that link. I'm just, I'm saying what Lostpedia is telling me. <laughs> yeah, I'm 90% sure I'm looking here at the old, uh, exploring and traveling, um, but maybe I'm confusing that with a different thing. No, uh, I'm listening to it on YouTube now. That's the one. 
Okay, um, well... So I don't know what Hollywood Vines is. Lostpedia has um, done something drunk. It here. might be just a remix, like a sample version of something. Because like, we hear Life and Death in Part 3, but it's not quite Life and Death. It's like a kind of remixed version. Um, doof, doof, remix. But anyway, we're... Uh, where were we at? Uh, they arrive at the plane, and then this is like, oh no, Charlie, who's kicked his drug addiction. <laughs> dun, 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 how convenient. Um, which is going to lead to a whole season two of Charlie really not having any good storyline at all. Like, there's nothing good for Charlie until the second half of season three. So sorry to all the Charlie fans out there. Um, but I think it's, it was like we knew as soon as that plane killed uh, our yeah. beloved, like we knew that this was going to come up somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this is kind of the... I mentioned it last week. This finale really is like closing off season one and also setting up season two, which all the finales do. So this is kind of one of those setups for uh, what will happen next season. Um, then we are back with the A-team uh, and we have Hurley asking what's in the hatch, uh, which is a great little Hurley lock moment where he... Hurley thinks it's stacks of TV dinners from the 50s. Um, <laughs> he's... Not far off, really, at all, is he? Like, no. there, and he says soap and Twinkies and lock. I like Twinkies too. <laughs> <laughs> See, locks it around playing Operation eating a Twinkie. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever had a Twinkie? No. You can actually buy really them at the great. Reject Shop, the future sponsor of the Oz Network. Um, I mean, they're okay. They're just a sponge cake with a bit of jam in the middle it's, sort it's of thing. one of those things where it's like americans go crazy over it but they're just like okay oh it's, it's like just, taco bell oh taco bell no i'd rather twinkie than taco bell you don't get as much runny poos as you do when you uh eat taco bell um yeah i mean sort of it's, it'd be like i don't know some australian snack that's kind of trashy for us but you know americans wouldn't know about like um you know, they're just, they're just, it's just pretty much like a sponge cake with cream in the middle of it. They're, they're okay. I prefer, um, I think it's ding-dongs or ho-hos. There's like these chocolate ones, which are nicer. I think they're ding-dongs. And uh, like ding-dongs. <laughs> like, no, and like hoes. Tra- trashy American snacks you just pick ben up like at, you know, 7 I love dongs and hoes. Um, but, you know, but you can get, because uh, my sister, every time I went to America, my sister would always, ding-dongs, they're the ones I like, yeah. Uh, my sister, every time I go to America, was like, buy me Twinkies. I'd always buy, like, a box of Twinkies. But, uh, yeah, if you go to the reject shop, uh, you can actually buy them. But they're expensive, so you can probably have cheaper flying to America to get them. Yeah, I'll pass. Um, but, yeah, no, he's not too far off, um, which, you know, we're probably watching this when it aired, like, oh, that's so silly, Hurley. <laughs> but he's actually pretty close. Yeah, very close. Um and then mysterious lock. I think hope is inside. Oh, um, like I love lock, but that line just—it's like so cheesy. Yeah, just shut up, lock. That's what he <laughs> needed to say. Like, come on, <laughs> enough. We've been here for forty-four days. Enough of this. <laughs> this is where we want Diva Dig Jack. This is the one moment where we want him to be like, shut up, John. Shut up, John. <laughs> There's um, no such thing as hope. I'm going to lead these people off this island. Um. This is where I wanted uh, it not to be a man down in the hatch, but a woman down in the hatch who's been pushing the button. And then they get Hope. down. What's your name? My name's Hope. That actually would have been incredibly clever. Like, they should have actually done that. I think Hope is in the hatch. <laughs> Hello, I'm Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Driscoll. <laughs> they have... Um, oh, I wish. I'd be in a hatch with her. Uh, they should have um, janitor man or whatever it is in the van. Like, what Mr. Workman. Mr. Workman. That's so funny. Uh, I can't wait to that episode. Shut up, redneck man. Uh, but, um, no, I've, lost the, I've lost the plot. The one, the, one, the one thing I had to raise at this point, just before I forget... He's like, since when do they each have their own individual backpack? Like, they've got this whole thing where they're like, let's, but do they just have to, like, dig through the wreckage? Because do you see Locke, like, trolling around in his wheelchair with a little backpack? Like, they've obviously raided these backpacks from the, the luggage, surely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's meant to be, like, their backpacks from their luggage. I think it's just meant, like, everyone's got their pieces of wreckage and luggage and Kate stole some shoes and blah, blah, blah. Ben trying um, to find nitpicking for nitpicking's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think you can nitpick. I don't think they're intending it to be that. I think it's just Ben being dumb. I was going to put that in the questions at the end. Does Locke really have a backpack? He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, he had a hundred knives, so I'm True. sure he's well, got a backpack. Fair point, um, fair point. 
But Lock thinks Hope is inside. And then we get the Hurley Bird. Uh, the Hurley Bird? <laughs> oh, that's the name for it. The Hurley Bird. That is a um, big bird. Yeah, so this will show up in the season two uh, finale as well. People went crazy over this. They're like, what is the bird? I never cared about I just thought, oh, this is like a weird lost island bird thing. But people were like, you need to tell us what the bird is. Uh, like, people went so crazy <laughs> oh, yeah. over this bird. Um, and then, whoever named this place Dark Territory? Genius. <laughs> to be continued. Uh, Which is a weird is- thing to say, isn't it? Um. Well, it's it is a big bird, so I no. Guess... But what I mean is, what I mean is the two be continued. Like, you, like does Lost ever do that? I just feel it just should go to Lost. Like, you know, boom. Yeah, Lost. this is the only time they've ever done that. But that's because they literally just split it at the forty-two minute mark. Um, that's why this seems like the most abrupt ending Lost ever has, because it's really not supposed to end here. Like, as I keep saying, this is Exodus is one episode. This is just all right. We need to cut it somewhere. Um. But the other thing is dumb is because Russo named it the Dark Territory. Like she's the one who called it that. So um, which can we point she's out? A genius. Which can we point out in the last in part one? We never sort of reference the part when they walk into it. Russo like touches that tree. It's a bit black, and she says it in French. And then uh, Jack straight away is like the Dark Territory. It's like this is where Kate should go. You speak French, Jack? We had to deal with Shannon. If you speak French, you should have spoken up. <laughs> um. You, you're not doing too well with your nitpicks because we actually saw a scene where Saeed explains to Jack uh, the French translation of what this is. Well, I don't remember every little detail of this show. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking up here about Hurley Bird, High Bird, and it's crap, right? Just, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to be continued, it's the only time Lost does it because it really is not the end of the episode. Uh, there's a lot more and. Um, let me tell you, it gets even better from here. Uh, we don't really need to preview it because we're going to jump into it, but... They all get rescued at um, the end. Long. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that's kind of... It doesn't feel like a complete episode. It really does feel like a middle part because I've never even looked at it as a separate episode. Um, so that's part two. The weakest part, but there's still a lot of good stuff there. There's the art stuff, which is great. There's some nice character moments. Um, so... Yeah, anything to summarise or add on part two that we haven't really talked about? No, not really. Uh, I think kind of it's, yeah, the next part is just so damn good I want to talk about it, so yeah, I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, questions and answers, there's nothing really answered. What is the baby's name? We were never caring about that. Um, I Maybe we could put the Hurley Bird in the questions now. It's going to come up in season two finale so we could put it in what, now like what, what, what what's is up the with Hurley the bird? bird what is the yeah, Hurley what, bird? <laughs> yeah what's up with the bird what's, what's no what's correct the with the bird? correct same name of the song yes <laughs> well, well, well now i need to go back and check that because i was so confident but i literally listened to it while we were talking and exploring and traveling so why does saeed um, and son not want to say boone's name uh, will, will yeah, charlie use the heroin Ah. <laughs> not really a question. It's just kind of like a plot line that's going to show up. Um, so that's that. Uh, now we need to get into how ratings. What are you going to do for this one, Ben? Yeah, I'm still going to buy it, I think. I mean, it's still a... I think kind of you said it last episode about you're probably going to buy each of these ones anyway. But I mean, you know, just, even if we said that like as a separate one, it's the weakest of the three. It's still better than a lot of these episodes that we've gone. And I'd still watch oh, yeah. this over a lot of the rentits that I've had. Obviously, Homecoming, the one um, bin that I've had. But, you know, just the art scene alone, just how shocking that is. And I just love, you know, it's such a dick moment, but I just love random like, uh, <laughs> just like little moments along the way. So, yeah, I'm still going to buy this episode. Oh, yeah, I'm buying it. As I said last week, um, just spoiling it, any time there's a two-part or three-part, I'm buying... If I'm buying one, I'm buying them all. If I'm renting one, I'm renting them all. To me, it's one episode. Um, so that's that. We're doing good with the buyers. Um, next up, the very last episode of season one. Can't believe we're here. Uh, th- that's crazy. Um, so maybe maybe one of the best, even just as a standalone Maybe to me, and I tweeted this out today, and we had an esteemed uh, person uh, like my tweet and comment on it. Uh, I said that this is 
arguably one of the best finales ever to a TV show of a season. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you could make the argument for sure. Um, so it's going to be, if you're listening to this now, then it's already been uploaded. We're uploading them all. So you can jump straight into that one. Uh, we won't go on too much about it. I'm sure you, you just want to hear us talking about part three, which let's face it is probably the best or definitely the best of th- the three. Uh, so stop this one and go and listen to that one. Uh, in the meantime, my name's Noah and, uh, everyone loves Bob Marley. And my name is Ben, and I'm kind of bad luck. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.